Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I want to say if you like the stuff we do here, please consider giving to our Patreon. The extra money gives us a chance to work on these podcasts that you love, go to cons to meet lovely folks like you, and do other stuff you guys might be interested in. Anyway, I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Jeffrey Voss, Struggle Bus, MLKN, Rochelle Jackson, Tom Bransfield, Christopher Durback, Fat Bald Hobbit, Connor Arnold, and Jordan D. Duke. Thanks for helping these players steal from the devil. And hello, hey, welcome everybody. This is Dan welcoming anybody who's listening uh, to Fandable.com, the podcast, the one that we do where we play the games. I'm here with the full crew in person, one of our rare all-in-person games. Please, crew. Introduce yourselves. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah. Hey, hey, that's all we need. I'm here. Yep, you recognize <laughs> you recognize the voices, you recognize the sounds that their mouths make with the flappy gums and the, the, the teeth clacking uh, in your ears now. And we are going to be playing a game called Stealing Stories for the Devil, uh, which I own the deluxe box for because I am a fancy, the fanciest bitch in this particular role-playing group. In fact, I, I take, I claim that and I dare anybody to countermand me uh, on that particular statement. We will be playing a set of liars, people from the future, stuck in the present day and performing heists to try and fix reality, which is you know, a hell of a setting. But we're going we're to talk a little bit about it. I'm going to give you the, the spiel of where you're at, what the, the, the general game setting is, explain a little bit about the character types, and then we'll go around the table and make our characters. It's a pretty straightforward system designed for uh, pick-up-and-play gaming, and let, let, let's hope it lives up to, uh, to expectations. This is the first time any of us is trying this system. So, welcome to the interdimensional brain ship Celeste. My brain is spelled B-R-A. N-E, and those of you who have any kind of pop culture uh, or pop science, rather, interest in uh, multiple realities might recognize the term. The rest of you just assume it's it's a fancy science term for alternate realities and, and aspects of uh, time, space, blah, 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 blah. You guys aren't scientists. You're liars. Now, the brain ship Celeste was created or will be created times weird that way, in the 39th century. That's that's a few years ahead. It's, it's not 50, it's not 100. Think about it this way. If you, here in the year of our Lord, 2023, traveled back to the year 1000 AD, that's the kind of level of, of difference we're thinking about, but also add in the just ridiculous technological explosion and growth that we've uh, had, that sort of ever-accelerating line of growth. So in the 39th century, it is effectively a utopia. Nano Nanobots are everywhere. Reality is pretty much what you make it. You, you have as many bodies as you want, whether it's one or a hundred. Your consciousness is what you make it. You have, and, we, and humanity as a society pretty much can control matter and energy at will. We have colonized other planets. We have made of Earth a veritable uh, paradise. And there, there, are no, uh, there are no boundaries, no new lands left to explore. 
but alternate realities. And all of those psyches, all of those bodies, all of those colonies still have anxiety and depression. Yes. <laughs> Some um, things are constants throughout the universe. Yep. The, the good thing is we get to just put them all on one planet and then ignore it. <laughs> um, it's a terrible planet, though. Um, and so humanity created the Celeste, a ship that can actually travel through dimensions. But it turns out traveling through dimensions isn't easy. It takes time. It takes effort. And so the Celeste is designed as a effectively a generation ship. It is designed with hundreds of thousands of pods into which a certain subset of the citizens of the 39th century, scientists, explorers, etc., etc., uh, have been frozen into those pods for their travel through alternate uh, dimensions. Unfortunately, traveling through alternate dimensions is very complicated and cannot be done just by the AI and the robots. The ship needed a living crew, which means in addition to being effectively a, a, a stasis ship into which people can be frozen for hundreds or thousands of years, it is also a generation ship. There are people who live on the Celeste, have had entire lives, have had children, their children have had children. They are generation after generation. They keep the ship running as it travels from dimension to dimension. And the Celeste has traveled through dozens of alternate realities, some of them barely different from the one they left, others barely comprehensible, and everything in between. The sleepers usually woke up at every single new dimension to explore, run their tasks, etc., and then would go back to sleep for the next travel, while the people living on the ship, keeping it running, would just initiate the next jump and often find themselves exposed to strange new energies and, uh, and just the bizarreness of the multiverse out there. And so now we arrive at the present time on the Celeste. The Celeste has returned back to the dimension from which it originally left. But it turns out something went wrong in the process. You returned back to your dimension, but the Celeste is now in the 21st century. Again, think of it like a thousand years in the past. It is incredibly primitive by the standards of the 39th century. People still burn fossil fuels. They drive metal cars around and crash them into each other with alarming regularity and don't even talk about the food, avoid the food, and especially the water. Just do not. Mm -hmm. do, you know better. <laughs> um, the Celeste... And, and treat the penguins with respect. <laughs> For God's sake, we've all seen how that plays out. We all know what happens. The Celeste, mostly run by AIs, has tried to get back to the main, uh, to your main timeline, but it has proven so far to be impossible due to a series of anomalies that have been plaguing Earth. It's been discovered by these AIs that there are certain instabilities in reality since you've returned, and they are preventing the Celeste from moving forward. And into this situation will come our player characters. Now, as I explained, there are two types of people on the Celeste. There are the people who were sleeping and the people who were awake. In the terms of the game, they are called uh, the, uh, sorry, the Scions, or the uh, other word. Yeah, the, sorry, the sleepers or the scions, exactly. So sleepers are people who were originally born in the 39th century. They are people who have incredibly advanced bodies. They have nanotechnology integrated into them. They usually have multiple cybernetic implants, and they are used to that 39th 
century life, if you will, with all the perks that come with it. The scions are the people who have been born on the ship, who have come from generation after generation of people who lived on the ship. And again, it's been so long that the scions effectively have their own culture within the ship. They have developed their own slang, their own just markets within the ship, et cetera, et cetera. They are the ones that, that keep the ship living, whereas the sleepers who have woken up are, are adjusting to the new world. Scions, for their part, have been often modified by their travels. So many scions have psychic powers, psionic powers, strange mutant abilities, that sort of thing. In-game, that mostly just means that's the source of your abilities, but for actual gameplay purposes, they're pretty much identical. It's more of a a flavor thing. What kind of character do you want to play? Do you want to be a sleeper who's recently awoken or do you want to be a scion? Generally recommend a bit of a, a mix between them, but each of you can, if you have questions, feel free. Otherwise, kind of general idea of what, which one would you prefer? Uh, I'm liking the idea of scion. This is Billy. I'm going to be a scion. All right, great. Angela, do you have a preference? I think I'd also like to be a scion. I think I'd like to uh, this Jesus and like to be a sleeper. All right. One sleeper. Yeah. And uh, we'll round out with the sleeper, and I'm going to write down a bunch of uh, very antiquated slang terms that my character keeps mm -hmm. using. Except they're actually incredibly futuristic, mm -hmm. but in time, but, time no, is weird. But, but amongst the scions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gonna, it's going to be like, yeah, from between the scions, like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Chirugi. And you're like, hey, so hey, all, all the scions go like, yeah, Chirugi. And all the, sorry, not the scions, uh, among the sleepers are like, yeah, Chirugi. Yeah, we all knew what Chirugi yeah, yeah, was. Hello, fellow kids. Everybody likes Chirugi. And like the scions are like, do they know how racist they're Exactly. Chug, chug. All right. So we've got two scions and we've got two sleepers. Great. So now we're going to choose effectively our character classes or character types. Now, each of you is a liar. Liars are people who can effectively lie to reality due to your, whether you're a sleeper, nanotech implants and high technology, or if you're a scion, your natural abilities, you have the ability to modify reality in small sort of semi-controlled ways by, quote-unquote, lying to it, which means just telling a short, a short story about what reality should be and making reality believe it. The actual mechanics of how that happens, feel free to techno-babble if you want. Psychic abilities, random nanotech, super deflector shields, however you want to explain it, but your basic ability is that you can make small... Uh, changes to reality when needed. The other thing is, as liars, you're all kind of scoundrels. You are, it's not that you're bad people, but you're a little bad. Like all of you, uh, you know, when you're making your characters, keep in mind that none of you is a necessarily going to be a, a paladin or a cop or anything like that. You are people who have not a lot of issues breaking the rules and doing whatever needs to be done to get tasks done. Um, so let's go over the basic character classes. We have three. You have planners, plotters, and schemers. The main difference between them is how they uh, use their ability to lie. Planners use their senses. They are they're primarily focused on their, so the info gatherers, uh, and they lie to objects and places. Uh, for example, a planner might get through a locked door by determining that the lock is old and easily breakable. Your focus as a planner is space, physical reality where thinking beings dwell. And planners are sometimes called architects or engineers. Uh, the second character class, schemers. 
schemers use words, and they lie to people. For example, a schemer would get through a locked door by convincing the person with the key that it would be a really good idea to open it. The schemer's focus is consciousness, the mind observing both space and time. A person doesn't have to hear or even understand your lie in order for it to take effect. Schemers are sometimes called charmers or manipulators. And finally, plotters. Plotters use knowledge. Plotters lie to the past. A plotter gets through a locked door by changing the past so that the person with the key forgot to lock it in the first place. Plotters' focus is time, specifically the flow of events of physical reality over time, and they are sometimes called clock watchers. Now, there's only three character classes and four people, so at least one of them will be doubled up. But uh, does anybody have any preferences? A uh, planner for me. All right, Jesus wants to be a planner. So I'll pass you a character sheet over there. Feel free to use a reference. I think I also, planners, the things. Uh, yep. Objects and places, yes. All right, and that is also what I right, like. That's our second planner, so David, plotter or schemer. Want? Plotter or schemer, I have an idea for both. I like to- Schemers uh, are the talkers, plotters are the sort of manipulate the recent past and uh, use knowledge. Oh, that's a tough one. And um, um, oh, when you make it easy on us. Got it. Yeah, you can always flip for it, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a coin. Paper, scissors, rocks? Uh... Hold on a second. Oh, fucking hell. I don't have a Google setup anymore. Would you like a dice? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, roll a die. All right. So um, uh, four to six, I'm a plotter. Uh, one to three, I am a schemer. I am a schemer. Okay. Then right. I will be the plotter. Schemer for you and plotter for you. I would say feel free to write on the character sheets, but these are kind of like the sort of the shiny plasticky ones, so pencils will not work great on those. Okay. So no worries. Now, your character sheets have a few. Uh, oh, I wish you. Had... Oh, sorry. Sorry. I wish you. Oh, my God. I'm getting caught on the wire. I wish you had told me I would have just uh, photocopied this. We got the printer. That's right. right. It's all good. Again, they're, they're not terribly complicated. Okay. Uh, in fact, if anything, they're more useful as just sort of reference sheets as they have some basic information about what your uh, your character class can and can't do. Uh, there are some basic limitations on the types of lies that you can tell. Um, for example, schemers at first can only really affect one person at a time. Plotters at first can, can't go back any further than a day in the things that they can affect. And planners at first can't affect anything outside of their site or further away than about 100 feet or so. Uh, there are a bit, a ways to improve that with practice should we enjoy the game and decide to continue it. But at starting level, that's what you've got. Uh, the other, you know, just basic limitations, feel free to let me know if you have any questions. Uh, the one limitation that is very important to keep in mind is that your lies cannot affect other liars. Interesting. For good or ill, which means Oops. you cannot, uh, for example, as a schemer, uh, you know, use your ability on on any of the other character members or as a plotter, you cannot make a lie about the past involving one of the other characters, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Or if they are, you know, as a, as a planner, if you're, if uh, the object's being held by another liar, you can't affect it. Can I use my abilities on something that another liar has used their abilities on? So for instance, yes. if uh, the person who controls uh, matter, I think it's Ange. Mm -hmm. Billy. Billy. Um, like, you know, says like, this is not a gun. This is a rock. Mm -hmm. And I convince somebody that, that it's a rock that they want to give me. Mm -hmm. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. You just can't affect another liar directly. Okay. Cool. 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 
All right. So now that we've chosen our character classes and uh, and types, uh, now we can actually just go real quick through the the basic character creation. Your little cheat sheets kind of walk you through the process, but we'll also for our listeners uh, just kind of go right through it. So first, I step, am kind of curious. Yeah. In what world do these little plastic things actually help? Uh, they are for the cards that I will be handing out later. Okay, that's, that's what they're for. Different. That's what they're for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. All right, so. Blah, 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 blah. Let me go get to the uh, page for that now that we've chosen those. So your first thing will be to select two traits. Traits are kind of ways of labeling your character uh, as their sort of like innate abilities. These are not skills. These are not things you have learned or things you have trained for. These are things that are in it to your character. Uh, the, the cheat sheets have some uh, examples like agile, careful, charming, eloquent, etc., etc. Uh, or you can make up your own if none of the ones on the list fits. Just let me know what it is and I'll approve or not approve. Uh, you can either select two different ones or you can select the same one twice. Yeah, I guess I will be uh, a scion who's a plotter, who's perceptive and fast. All right. Yeah. So right is that like fast side. thinking or fast, just fast in general, or is that do I? Uh, it's fa- fast in general. So like basically, it, it's very much like convince me it applies basically. Okay. So but I- in general, yeah. If 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 your trait applies to the role in a in a way that makes sense, uh, then then it applies. Then cool. it makes your role better, right. easier. Okay. I'm thinking a planner who is smart and willful. All right. Great. Yeah. We'll write those down. Uh, I guess I will be a, a schemer uh, who is um, charming and quick-witted. Dope. And I am a planner who is tough and careful. Excellent. All right. So once you write those down, now we get to the skills. Basically the same thing. And in-game effect is also the same. Just pick three skills. Uh, your cheat sheets should have a list of skills. Uh, there are skills for science, applied knowledge, life skills, physical, people skills, etc. You do, each of you gets either stealth or deception for free, in addition to the three skills you can put. So make sure to write down either stealth or deception just to start with, uh, whichever one makes more sense for you. I'll put a little star next to it so I know that it's, it's effectively free, yeah. All right. And again, just like with traits, you can choose it twice if you want to be really good at it, if you want to be very good at it. I really want to pick two totally useless scientific abilities, and my liar is constantly trying to weave those into conversations (laughs) to make his powers work. You know what's funny about geophysics? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Like, you, in the next phase, if there's like a skill, like if you really want geophysics to work... You get to make up a situation where it will come in. Like, as we're planning, you'll be like, oh shit, that room clearly has like a display of like, you know, rare minerals into it. My geophysics like would actually make make a lot of sense. You can basically declare that as you're as we're planning in the next phase. We'll get to that shortly. So you have no one to blame if a skill you choose has no effect except yourself. I kind of want to take hand to hand. Is anyone else going to? I'm doing it since it's fa- I'm fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, this is Billy, and I think I'm going to grab clearly stealth, mm-hmm. hand to hand, searching, and I'm trying to figure out the last one, or do I just really want to double up on searching? You can be very good at it if you want. Uh, electronics, I'm guessing that's uh, like computers and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to also do electronics. I'm taking that as well. Oh, I'm then you, how about you grab it, and I will grab driving. So there's hand to hand and mm-hmm. unarmed combat. Yes, hand to hand weapon use and unarmed combat. 
Oh, it's hand-to-hand weapon oh, use. Yeah, the, the Chi-Chi does, for whatever reason, didn't print the whole thing, but it's it's hand-to-hand weapon use. Oh, I'm thinking unarmed. unarmed combat. Uh, okay, you I'm doing it. unarmed. Yeah, unarmed is, is punchy-kicky. Hand-to-hand like weapon that. use is stabby, yeah. slammy with stick or sword or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll do unarmed combat, searching, driving stuff. Beautiful. Because I figure one of us needs to figure out how to drive these contraptions, these metal coffins. <laughs> I am taking, this is Angela, I'm taking stealth as my free one, then electronics, machine repair, and unarmed combat. Nice. Give me one more minute. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, Dave. take your time. We can, we can always edit it. <laughs> okay. I by am, we, I mean Dave. Hmm. I am taking off our noise gate. God help us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Jesus, say your name again. Hi, this is Jesus. Okay. All right, so we're just going to have to do... I'll just have to do some noise editing at the end, though, because mm-hmm. uh, we're kind of going in and out All right. with the... Uh, with yeah, the yeah. Surprisingly, when we record, we're usually a lot louder <laughs> because we are not making a lot of sense. Um, uh, I've got deception. Well, fuck. Persuasion kind of checks out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are the schemer. Yep. So just so you guys know, in, in, in for the in-game effect of having a skill most rolls you will roll a d6 for and the average difficulty for something is three four uh hard things are five six which means with a with just your normal d6 is going to be hard for you or if, if not impossible for you to do the thing uh any skill or trait that you have chosen you get to roll a d8 because you are good at that if you choose any of them twice you are very good and will roll a d10 when when you use that hmm. So, combat wise, you guys both chose unarmed? No, 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 no. I chose unarmed. Unarmed, unarmed. unarmed. So we did. Nope, no combat whatsoever. Also, if you, if any of you have uh, skills in common, makes it easier for you to assist one another as well. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. Use... But you don't have to. like you yeah. can spread them out to have full variety, or you can just have a team of like crack unarmed, you know, combat like experts. Hmm. I mean, true. That said, this is you know, it's a heist. So you you're not meant to go in guns blazing, like you're trying to generally keep a low profile, minimize casualties, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Get in, grab the thing, get out. Yeah, fuck it. I'll take sleight of hand as my last one. My, uh, do we get to decide like what kind of people we were before we became? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. My character's three stats, my character's three skills already make him on, like, a list for, like, law enforcement. Yep. So I'm taking persuasion, sowing confusion, and sleight of hand. Nice. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you were arrested way before this became an initiative. <laughs> I am taking, uh, this is Jesus, and I'm taking deception, tracking mathematics and disguise. Beautiful. like it. I like it. All right. Mm-hmm. So next step, the detriment. Of course, there's always going to be some kind of drawback. Um, so to further find a character, pick something that you're not good at. Again, the sheet should have some example detriments. Um, and I can give you, uh, if, if you want to know what the word sort of means, uh, within the game, just let me know which one you're curious about. And I'll tell you kind of what it would apply to. Um, if you really don't want to have a detriment, that's fine. You can just not take one, but you would have to give up either a trait or skill, uh, to not have a detriment. But the only thing a detriment does, it means that if, uh, in a situation where that detriment would apply, you are bad at it, which means you only roll a d4. 
Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm bad at astrophysics. <laughs> oh, I was considering uh, making this true to life and choosing bad, bad at mathematics. You can. That's, that's bad at a skill is, in mm -hmm. fact, a, a, a an option you can choose. It just means like, yeah, anything math related, you would have to roll a D4 for, which uh, is going to make most things impossible. <laughs> My character is greedy. I like it. So greedy, basically, uh, anything with valuables or similar advantages on the line, you will be rolling only a d4. Oh, you mean like when I'm doing sleight of hand? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, depends. Like, I would, if you're doing sleight of hand to, like, get the vial of medicine that the kid needs, mm -hmm. I'm not going to apply greedy to that. If you're just picking somebody's wallet to pick somebody's wallet, Turns out you're really bad at it. <laughs> Intra okay, hmm, that might because you're, be again, your your greed is meant to be a detriment. It's meant to be yeah. like if you're doing this because of that, uh, then then yeah, you know. I know this is a little bit different. This is yeah. a bad at skill, but could I do just bad with animals? Like generally, yeah. anytime animals are in a mix, because we we went on a we're on a fucking spaceship. Like you just let things that aren't human sniff at you and live in your house <laughs> oh god how gross so i'm just bad with animals yep oh wait no so much better uh distracted yep anything requiring a great deal so of what's focus. the difference between distracted and flighty flighty is anything requiring a great amount of time while distracted is anything requiring a great deal of focus oh yeah i think the criminality that my character with these three skills are like very, uh, they're very immediate and impulsive and lean heavily on his inherent talents. And so it's like second nature to him. Um, and so the mission may be to get to a door, but like while walking through a crowd, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get to the door. Hmm. I'm going to get to the door. But there's a woman with an actual like jewel necklace. If I just kind of take it uh, a, like a roundabout way. And like, no one will notice if I grab those jewels on the way to the door. Mission accomplished, and I still get my thing. Uh, I'm going to go with unhealthy. Uh, during one of my missions, during one of our hops, I noticed a, a new configuration for my nano machines. I'm a big fan of tweaking them every once in a while, and mm -hmm. one of the configurations did not go so well, and I haven't had a chance, or maybe I can't yet. Now you smoke two packs a day. Now I smoke <laughs> two packs a day. So I really need to get back to the future to fix this. Yep. So as unhealthy, your physical resilience is poor. That means that's resisting a... injury. Okay, gotcha. Uh, that means you're probably going to get hurt a lot easier. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. So and everybody. Oh, yeah. I um, I chose like looking at my traits, including careful and some mm -hmm. of my skills. I'm going to be slow. All right. Ooh. So yeah. Because so things you have... like electronics and machine repair, it's like uh, this isn't something you want to rush, folks. You yeah. want to get this right the first time. Makes but sense. also mostly impacts chases and escapes. Oh, I you know. You're physically slow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I know this is going to come up in play in yeah, a high scenario. Yeah, it, it is very much a physical uh, rather than mental slowness. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it will. I just figured like thematically it's yeah, all yeah, working yeah. together. So beautiful. So mm -hmm. Billy is to running what I am to fall <laughs> far and jump high. Billy, did you take running? Uh, I'm not running, but I'm really good. I'm just fast in general. But like, OK, cool. I'm, I'm just wanted to let I, you I know. I work fast, I think. I, I wanted you to I wanted you to see that running was an option. It is absolutely your jam in almost every other game. So, yep. wanted to. Yeah, actually, I was yeah. thinking driving would be better though. Like, I, I, I like the work. Like, I'm thinking when I say fast, he's more reflective fast. Oh, I like, like that. Mm -hmm. Like, he's good at like, yeah, yeah, like quick thinking. Yeah, like, quick thinking, yeah. fast moving. But he, I guess he can run. But he doesn't have like running as a, yep. a talent. I, I would have grabbed it if it was one more. 
and I think my search for new tech is helps with my skills because deception tracking, mathematics, and disguise. Any new dimension, I like to go into a new facility or something. It's like, oh, that night it looks cool. And let me steal from them and add it to my add it to myself. Assimilate it like I am the Borg. Shove it up my ass. Shove it up all the asses. I have three. Hmm? <laughs> Checks out. Checks hmm? out. Hmm? What future are you from again? Yeah. The best future. Yeah. Which which makes me stuck in the 21st century all the more frustrating because there's very little nanotech. <laughs> little God, to know. There's yeah. only one ass and so many of you have them unwashed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, great. So with everybody's detriments chosen, now the, the last little bit before we uh, kind of, you know, give yourselves a name and then we'll, we'll jump in, uh, are side goals. Uh, side goals. Now, now, this game is a game about teamwork. You are all a team and you have one shared goal get the object out of the improbability zone and get out. Uh, but you can also have individual side goals. Uh, the side goals uh, basically do two things. One, at the end of the game, if you achieved your side goal, uh, you will get you know a little bonus. Uh, and depending on the mission cards that you get, which I will hand out shortly, uh, some of them might also have a special effect if you have achieved your goal throughout the game. Uh, side goal examples might be, for example, helping people. Uh, this is, again, this is sort of out of character. These are not necessarily uh, in-character motivations. These can be entirely kind of like, I want to jump off a building or I want to like okay. be get in a really dangerous situation. Okay. or so, so basically stuff like help people or be convincing, uh, learn something new, look impressive or cool, feel adrenaline, do something new that you've never done before or collect valuables. Something like that. So, give yourself, a, give it a little thought, and then let me know what the side goal for your character might. Be. Is it just one or many? Just one. Okay, I have one. You can you can have different ones in different games, but for this session, that's your side yeah. goal. Uh, as scions, uh, it's important for the best genetics to move forward, mm -hmm. and the way you do that is not only do they just code you to like you know they have a, ma a list of potential uh, genetic like uh, people that you can max with yeah. without, without it be like dead, uh, being hurtful because like oh she's your fourth cousin you know right right it's or very planned. important to know in a generation ship where yeah. like the the gene pool is by definition pretty much self-contained yeah. yes so they're they don't force people like the but there is like a list of like usually you'll get a list of like 27 potentials like these are the potential people who are yes. your best fit and then they get to choose they don't force you anything right. but then but there are people who don't get chosen. So my whole goal is to show people how impressive I am. I want to impress my 26 possible potentials. All right, cool. So yeah, you want to look cool. It's not enough to to, to be cool. You want to look cool. You want to make sure that somebody sees you oh, yeah. looking cool. Otherwise, what's the point? I guess I got us back to the, our, <laughs> our timeline. You know, just not a big deal, but did Ooh. kind of save the world. All Take right, sounds pants. good. <laughs> Uh, mine is do something kind despite my, quote, best interests. Best is definitely in quotations, not best interests as in the mission, but best interests as they apply to me. I like that. I like that. And uh, yeah, so that that kind of goal usually will be something something significant, like just holding the door open for somebody. No, you know, but not, like, yeah, somebody know. like injures himself and you're able to like patch them up or just get them out of danger. Definitely yeah. counts, or like, that sort of thing. You know, like an Ebenezer Scrooge, like you boy, what day is yes. it? Oh, go yeah. buy the biggest turkey. It's like, that was your last shilling. Fuck. Yeah. Also, these goals, by the way, can apply uh, whether you do them to just a random person or to another liar. So if you help out another liar or Billy, if another liar sees you doing something cool. In fact, in your case, you probably want another liar to see something cool rather than just the 21st oh, century. Oh, never mind. Dropkick another liar in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, uh, he says, and suddenly yeah. I am the only one that will deign to talk to David's character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have any ideas, Isis? I think so. I'm a bit of amateur historian, and mm-hmm. over the centuries, a lot of da- data about the 21st century has been lost, especially during the Nano War of 2073. Yes, yes. So I liked, I would like to grab bits of information, obscure information that might not have reached the 39th century. Something of significance that I can go like, oh my God, they did wear, they did have Taco Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so co- collect collect new information collect about them. the 21st century. Yeah. All, right, all right, all right. Let's see how we can make that fit in. They did have Taco Tuesdays. And Tuesdays. <laughs> we gave up Tuesdays centuries ago. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Angela, do you have an idea? I did and then realized that my whole character skill negates it. I was like, I want to hotwire a car. It's like, wait. I can just talk to the car. <laughs> it's hotwired. Uh, so I've got uh, nothing right it now. It actually could be yeah. to not use your abilities and do something through mundane practice. Yeah, it could be like that. Like, I mm-hmm. want to hotwire a car, not not cheat, not lie to it, not use like 39th sure. century yeah. tech or psychic powers. I want to like pull some wires, yank some wires and make it happen. Yes. Bootstraps. Yeah. You, so, you want to you pick yourself up by your bone bootstraps. Oh, no. So retro. I, I love the idea of you like, like duct taping your mouth shut or something. Because like... <laughs> Because, like, you even, like, talk out loud as you're Oh, thinking. yeah, like, like work, uh, damn you, and hit the... <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, it works. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. I love it. Just put, like, a, uh, like a uh, what are they, the warhead, warhead super sours in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before the final step, which is me giving you your equipment, um, I'm just going to give you, again, just, some, just so you can start thinking of them, because as soon as we give the equipment, I'll take a very short break and then we'll go into Act 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for for example, so you can think of how you can use your lying power. For the planners in the group, which is the ones that lie to objects and places, <laughs> sample lies that planners can tell. For example, security guards gun jams, light bulb in the ceiling burns out, putting the room in darkness, the car swerves sharply, the floor collapses, cutting off pursuers, we're chasing the planner. That kind of thing. You are affecting objects and the and the just the the situation around you. Uh, plotters, the kinds of lies that plotters tell. Uh, for example, there is now a free parking space right in front of the bank because the car parked there just pulled out moments earlier. You're affecting that you're lying to the past. The party next door got out of hand earlier, so the police are already on their way. A passerby dropped a cigarette into the trash can a few minutes ago, and a distracting fire starts to blaze now. A guard arrives late to their post because their alarm didn't go off that morning. Uh, and a uh, sample lies that schemers tell. The woman in the elevator holds the door open for one extra moment because you are lying about or two people. The guard in the watchtower decides to take a nap. Everyone in the lobby looks to the left so the schemer can slip past on the right, where a passerby bumps into the person the schemer is chasing, slowing them down. All right, and with those general examples, again, give a little thought so you will be able to uh, make them up as you go once we're in. Here's your equipment. For the sleepers in the group, you both get a tiny multi-tool that serves as a lockpick and vast array of other small tools. So think of it as a futuristic, full-on, like, nanotech multi-tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a weapon of your choosing, a 21st weapon, a century weapon of your choosing, should you choose. So if you want to have a gun, a taser, uh, again, something small, something small, something uh, that uh, you can probably hide in you. This is, again... Stealth, deception, heist, not blow it up with a bazooka uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But feel free to write down, you know, as long as it makes sense, uh, you know, not, not a lot of approval. Uh, you do have some basic body armor worn underneath your clothing. 
whatever clothing you want, including uniforms or any context-appropriate attire. So you have your normal clothes, but if you need, if once you're planning your heist, you you want like, you know, cleaning uniforms or stuff like that, you can basically just requisition them and you'll have them. Uh, and you do get a contemporary smartphone, just a regular old smartphone, no superpowers, no anything. It connects to cell towers and it gets on the internet. And uh, and at the end of the, the mission, you will destroy the phone because it is, it is a burner and you are, you know, super or rather futuristic uh, super spies from the future. Scions. Scions will be issued all the following. Same thing, a tiny multi-tool uh, that does all the things, a weapon of your choosing. Uh, you also get the body armor, clothing. Uh, but since you don't have the nanotech that the sleepers have, you also have a wrist-worn communicator and data storage device. So you can basically get an Apple Watch and an earpiece translator. Uh, language problems is not a thing in this game. The, the uh, sleepers with their nanotech is basically have universal translators built into their bodies, while uh, Scions have like a little earpiece that they wear, you know, hidden earpiece that translates uh, language. So while there may be language barriers, the tech will let you understand it and will let you be understood by anybody in any language. And just like that, also a contemporary smartphone, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, and that's basically it. Not a lot of difference other than the communication stuff for the Scions is external while it's internal for the sleepers. Um, and with that in mind, before we go in, we're just going to take a very short five minute break and uh, and then we will hop into the story. Think of names for your characters in the meantime if you haven't already all right so we return and one one thing that i actually should have done during character creation and i did not is to hand out uh, the mission cards mission cards are a they're literally just cards uh that have little perks that you will be able to use throughout uh throughout the game uh the cards may have specific uh, events that need to be triggered before you can use the, the card, or they might just apply to a role. They might say like, you know, they might say like, no, a failed role succeeds because I have this card, or this card allows me to have, you know, a specific item that solves the situation, stuff like that. Uh, some of the cards can be related to your side goals, and some of the cards may uh, say that they need to be played during a specific phase of the game, whether Act 1 or Act 3. Um, other than that, very little limitation. You can play them whenever, uh, and the game strongly encourages you to play all your cards uh, before the end of the session because you get uh, effectively XP based on how many of your mission cards you laid down during the mission. So I will hand each of you three cards. Uh, you can, uh, by default, those are kept secret. You can, if you wish, show them to the other players or to me, or you can keep them uh, secret uh, to delight and amaze your fellow players and horrify your GM, or you can reveal them now if you like. Completely up to you. So now, we dive into the plot. Sleepers, you woke up a day or two ago. You've had a little bit of time to adjust to the situation, but when I say a little, it's very little. And you're not all sleepers are awake you know that there is a, a, a limited cadre of sleepers that, uh, that have been brought up for this particular jump of the Celeste. Now, it's not that you came straight from the 39th century and then you opened your eyes and, and now you're in the 24th. You have been on missions before. You have been to other realities before. You have been woken up before, gone back to sleep before you jump. Pretty standard. But this time when you woke up, it wasn't just weird. It was, well, it was 
timey-wimey, basically. It was uh, something that was completely unexpected because this interdimensional travel technology was meant specifically for that, for interdimensional travel, not time travel. You were not expecting to end up over a thousand years in the past. Uh, and uh, you have not been given a full explanation of that yet, other than a message from the AI intelligences that run the Celeste saying to report to a specific room in the Celeste for a mission briefing, and that you have been selected due to both uh, training skills and a personality match for this. Meanwhile, Scions, you have lived on this ship for your entire lives, um, and there is an entire society, there are thousands of you throughout the ship, uh, spread uh, across different uh, the different levels, doing different tasks. Uh, there are groups that are dedicated to the machine gods, as you refer to the AI intelligences, uh, while there are groups that are far more uh, uh, skeptical of them. Um, but overall, you all understand that the machine gods run the ship and, uh, and that they uh, guide uh, you know, your people to make sure that everything keeps running. Um, among the Scions, not everybody is a liar, but you are. You know you are special. You know you have been changed, whether it's because you got it from your parents multiple generations ago or you got it from a previous jump that you were a part of. Um, but you know that you have certain abilities, the ability to lie to reality and make changes, which has made you special. It means the machine gods have sent, have chosen you, have sent you messages saying to show up again in a specific room of the Celeste at a specific time, because you will be given a mission and be sent down to Earth, which is a high honor for any Scion, as you rarely, if ever, leave the ship now we'll go around the table introduce your characters what you look like again scions keep in mind that you come from whatever make up the culture that would have developed uh also uh sleepers remember you come from the 39th century you know nanotech and ultra science feel free to get weird with it but at the end of the day as of today you are just a person in a body whatever you may have had before mm -hmm. so uh starting from my right let's go with billy Hey everybody, this is Billy, and I'm playing uh, uh, Prin Dugan, and uh, Prin Dugan is a, uh, he, he's not so much a, a, a muscle-bound man, he does have some muscles, but he's very thin, uh, very quick, he has, in a fight you would say he's the type to have reach over uh, power, he has, uh, his hair is always tied back into a tight ponytail, he wears exaggerated um, eye makeup on one eye alone, which is very common for the uh, place where he uh, lives in the ship. Uh, we The left eye is viewed as the eye of the gods, so you decorate that part of your body in order to show your respect. Uh, even though it's exaggerated maybe to the people who are watching this television show, uh, it is not as decorative as most of his kind. It shows like it's kind of the bare minimum in makeup for him, showing that his faith in these uh, in these gods aren't as extreme as his parents and his parents before him. He's a, a person who is uh, 28 years old and uh, he's wearing a, his normal brown jumpsuit and mm -hmm. he's just marching uh, in 
you know, with his uh, tool belt slung over his shoulder as he's kind of just looking around nervously as he, he's not really meant to go on missions. And now he's been told by the gods to come on a mission. So he enters the room skeptical. So what, what does Prim uh, do around the Celeste specifically? What, what are his usual tasks? Uh, he is supposed to be... It's not... No one is against the gods. Mm-hmm. No one's against the AI gods. No, That would be foolish. But there are some people who occasionally go too extreme in their focus. They become extremists. Mm-hmm. And there's those who become disillusioned. And what my job is, is to make sure people keep in that nice little gray area so they don't go too far mm-hmm. and start saying, oh, your your section is not as good as ours. We allow for a little bit of com- competition, but we can't let them go extreme because that will start a fight in a war. And we've done that before. And we can't allow people to start dissuading others to say like, hey, don't believe in the gods. So my, my job is to, I am, I'm the faith inspector. I, I watch making sure that everybody keeps the right amount of faith without going overboard. Faith monitor. I'm a, I'm the faith monitor, but that's not really kind of known. That right. I, I am mostly known as a, a intelligence officer, or you know, I, I I make sure like stories get around of like you know happy stories that go around. So I'm kind of a, I'm viewed as more of a journalist. Mm-hmm. But my real thing is is faith monitor. Bit of a secret police vibe going on here. Right. No, no, no. We're not secretive. No one disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're re-educated. Right. Uh, I like it. Uh, continuing on with Angela. Hello, everyone. I am playing Maeve Aylin, and she is essentially a grease monkey. Uh, not that we use anything as primitive as grease in uh, the 39th century. It's one of those... I'm forgetting the term for it right now, but one of those words that even though you don't understand, you don't have that thing anymore, you still use that term. We like assume, a save yeah, button. We assume that the people who originally made the engines came from uh, Greece. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like obsolete or antiquated? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, and so she is um short, squat, tough-looking woman, Um, always has her... Uh, nails trimmed very short because she is always in the guts of the machinery of the ship. Uh, She was definitely on one of the teams that was like, why are we not in the right place? And she's like, "Uh, that is her official uh, uh, diagnosis. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And what was uh, their reaction to, uh, to being called on this mission? (laughs) No, uh, she uh, definitely muttered some choice curses because uh, that's she wants to stay in her engines like she's not somebody that a lot of people on the ship see on a day to day basis like she she's got her space and she wants to stay in it and she is being asked to go out of that space and she doesn't want to but she also knows that it's probably not a good idea to not go. Hey guys, it's Jesus, and I am playing Nathaniel Hutchinson, although most people just call me Hutch. I'm a tall, uh, dark-skinned man, although the range of dark depends on my mood. I Because with the nanites, I changed my skin from tan to obsidian, mm-hmm. whenever, whatever I'm in the mood for. Uh, like a tallish, uh, bald head, but with a goatee that's on the edge of comically nefarious. Mm-hmm. And in the... My previous, well, my position for this particular mission is um, technological acquisition, 
We live in the 39th century. We have so many advanced technologies. We're effective utopia. But out there in the multiverse, there might be tech that we've never seen or thought possible. And it's my job when we go to one of these alternate universes to acquire it through, if negotiations don't work, I acquire it through other means one would call deceptive. Going in disguise, getting information from the facilities, et cetera, et cetera. It's not illegal if you're not from that universe. That's fair. Yeah. That checks out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So basically mm-hmm. a historian. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm a historian. Yes. Totally. Historian as in like Indiana Jones historian. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if, if this belongs in our museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like going to another state to commit a crime. It's not a crime if you get back to your state. Yeah. Obviously. Science. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Dave, and I am playing Oh No, I Lost All My Notes. That's a long name, but I'll write it down. Of the Connecticut Oh No, I Lost My Notes. <laughs> I am playing Johnny Dice. Uh, Johnny Dice, not his, obviously, to anyone who looks uh, at the database, obviously not his name. His name has clearly been altered by some means to be this alias. And that makes sense because he has led a life of so many aliases, he probably could not recall his proper given name. Uh, Johnny Dice is a, a schemer and a sleeper and is remembered to be uh, in his profile uh, in the database for the uh, computer god uh, to be a raconteur, a, uh, a, a, an enthusiast of a good time a wildly untrustworthy ne'er-do-well and a thief with a heart of gold or so that was his defense when he was arrested in the 31st century uh he 39th 39th century even that's been altered (laughs) eight centuries ago was arrested uh and uh, he likes fine uh, clothes, fine dining, and especially the kind that he doesn't have to pay for. And how did he end up in the 39th century getting selected to join the Celeste? Because after all, there's an exploratory mission. There's scientists, explorers, the equi- 39th equivalent, uh, century equivalent of billionaires. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you end up? I would that? say, like... That's a good question. Classified. I mean, like It's a classified thing, because I would love to say, like... We know, like, the Scions know of Johnny Dice, and we there's rumors. There's rumors that he was once a Scion, but he was so bad, but we had to keep him around because the gods told us that we made him a sleeper. We put him in there. Like, that. there's, like, I would say there's, like, a, there's stories that are spread about Johnny Dice because I, you don't make sense to us. You're he's, he's, like, he's the trickster god. Yeah, you you don't make sense to us. And whenever Johnny Dice would wake up, there's a small faction that would be like really like yeah. Dice it's so funny because my answer was literally going to be it's classified. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as a way for me not to explain, but definitely as a That's way a for me thing. not to explain. <laughs> but also the prevailing theory is uh, General had a daughter, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the one to skip a few, the equivalent of in the military getting sent to. Uh, uh, stationed in uh, Antarctica, <laughs> uh, but put on ice is uh, Johnny Dice. All right, I like it. So all of you show up at around the same time to the uh, room that you have been appointed to on the Celeste. It is it is a fairly nondescript room with a cent- with a central table uh, with a holographic display, no windows, fully enclosed. And as each of you enters the room, a chair around that table uh, lights up uh, 
with a little indicator showing which one is for each member of the team. And a pleasant AI voice comes over the, uh, the communication system. It goes, welcome team members. Just a moment while we sync your communications. And all of you have a, a, a little moment as you're either your risk communicators, in the case of Scions, or your uh, built-in nanites, kind of like bleep and bloop and do the alerts that new contacts have been added. Uh, and you are all added to the uh, to the effective uh, uh, ultra high tech 39th century AI equivalent of a group chat uh, with one another. So now in character, you can all communicate wordlessly uh, should you need to. Uh, and as soon as that sync happens, the AI voice rises once more. Welcome to your very first mission briefing. Each of you has been selected for a very specific mission, given your particular skills, traits, and, of course, that special something. You're probably wondering why you're in the 21st century. It's a robot hitting on me. It's <laughs> come up in conversation, yes. As far as we can tell, and several like uh, uh, displays come up on the main holographic table showing all manner of charts, data, bar graphs, numbers, equations, wormhole diagrams, uh, and, and goes, as far as we can tell, there appears to be multiple reality distortions on Earth on the 21st century. These reality distortions, which we have no detected source for, are preventing us from returning to our proper time. We need to stop them. After multiple rounds of studying, we have determined that each one of these deviations creates what is known as a zone of instability. Within that zone, reality is malleable and is being detected by the people in the 21st century. The only way to collapse a zone of Sorry, it's supposed to be a zone of improbability. But whatever. The zone of improbability is to find the specific object that is causing it. We do not yet understand why these objects are causing these zones, but we do know that once the object is removed, the zone will collapse and reality becomes far more stable. As we want to minimize the effect that we have on the timeline, we want to make sure that we are not detected by even the primitive detectors in this century, your mission will have to be stealthy, quiet, and preferably unseen. We have found a specific reality distortion in this building, and a, all the diagrams go away, and a 3D map of a uh, super tall office building uh, shows up. All right. And so you're pretended with this, with a, a side view cross section of a skyscraper. And within that skyscraper, which contains all manner of leisure levels, it's got a shopping center. It's even got uh, some housing. It's got over a dozen levels of underground parking uh, and several and just dozens of floors of offices in the highest ones. And uh, you see that on the diagram itself, on the hologram itself, uh, a specific set of offices higher up around the middle of these of the second half of the tower 
are highlighted and shown as the main uh, main target. Within this reality zone, which appears to be affecting the entire skyscraper, objects are changing from one to another with little to no warning. And a video comes up showing a coffee cup on a table. It seems to have been taken from a security camera on, in that building. Uh, and you see the, an empty sort of uh, cafeteria floor and you see a coffee cup on the table. And suddenly with nothing else in the room shaking, the coffee cup begins to sort of shake and vibrate as if there was a very small localized earthquake right where the coffee cup is. And all of a sudden there's a little silent because this is uh, uh, security footage, uh, sort of, and a little pop and the coffee cup turns into a shoe. The video cuts off. That is the smallest example we could find. Check Objects are changing at an increased rate, and we estimate that within the next 24 hours, the tower itself will be completely compromised, and the people around will certainly detect that there is something off. So, out of game. Ange, do you want to bring up the thing that jumps out about the diagram, or should I? What's the title? I cannot read the title, the diagram from here. What's that say? What kind of building is that? A skyscraper? Yep. That is a skyscraper. They misspelled skyscraper. No, that's how we spell it in 39 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it, immediate, it immediately jumped out at me. I was like, am I fucking crazy or is that misspelled? Language evolves. Language evolves. It does indeed. <laughs> okay. I thought a resident editor would would uh, want to maybe... <laughs> no, so the, uh, the the setup here is uh, quite comfy. I am sitting far back on a couch, so Dan pulls out yep. this completely flat uh, diagram for us because it's not actually Because I don't actually century. have a hologram. And I'm just like, I'm going to trust that it's a building. I'm <laughs> going to go with that. Like, I have the big foldable versions of these maps, but it's, it's no We way. don't got enough space. <laughs> Skyscraper. <laughs> so, sorry to people who made this game, but... Come on, I was gonna. I'm definitely gonna bring that shit. Oh up. yeah, yeah. No, like, dude, this was this was a this was a very expensive box. Hey, hey, Monty, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, is this a Monty Cook joint? Of course, it's a Monty yeah. Cook joint. Who else puts out the expensive uh, fancy boxes? Who else do I keep falling <laughs> falling for the same trap over and over? My, this is the long con of this Monty is Cook for real. Um, has not been more embarrassing since uh, your Black Sun box uh, had S O N on. The yo, front. that 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 thing, yo, that thing, like it, it's just decoration in my house. I mean, I just have it set up. I it's have a little coffee table. Out. Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's a conversation piece, really. More than more than a game at this point. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we you are presented with this, and uh, the AI voice goes like, "Your mission, which you will choose to accept, is to retrieve the item and." A little window pops up showing the the item in question, which appears to be uh, a trophy for a uh, 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 what's a, ah, crap. I'm, I'm blanking on the name. A sophomore. There we go. Uh, a trophy for a sophomore baseball league, uh, sort of second place tournament win. And uh, the the once the picture is shown, uh, and you you know it is basically downloaded to your devices uh, or to your nanites as needed. Um, you are uh, again shown now a second map, which kind of comes up, and which we will have. There we go. Here, the full map of the office. Feel free to make noise and, and look at it uh, later. 
But within the map of the office, again, which again comes up as part of this 3D display, uh, you see a specific uh, executive office uh, highlighted over here in this uh, top left corner of the map. Uh, and, you, uh, and the AI voice continues. The trophy appears to be held in the office of the company CEO here. And the room is highlighted. We do not know exactly where in his room he has stored the trophy, but we know that that is the center of it. We also know that the CEO has a very effective and very efficient assistant, that the door is locked, and that the building has both a local security force and highly trained uh, guards and security systems. Your job, once again, is to retrieve the object, preferably without being discovered. You have less than 24 hours before reality collapses around the skyscraper. Please take this time to plan out your work. Hey guys, this is Dan, the AKA the bad boy of Fandible. I'm here to uh, ask you guys for money, basically. We're, we're here uh, because we're doing this out of love. We're doing this, we've got shows. If you liked what you just heard, we probably have more just like it. If you didn't like what we just heard, we have way more that's not like it. We have so much stuff and we've given it all out to you because we love you. We love you. We do it out of love. But guess what? Love don't pay the bills. If you go to patreon.com slash fandible and you donate a little sum sum for us, we might just have a little sum sum for you. If you can't, that's fine because, did I mention, we love you. And you can go to Twitter, find Fandible there. You can go to Facebook, search for Fandible there. Listen, just search for Fandible Whatever pops up, it's probably ours, and you should probably subscribe, like, link, share, etc. Do it, because we love you.